0: I'll say praise the Lord and you can respond now and forever. Praise the Lord. Recently, I just sold something on Craigslist. If you're familiar with Craigslist, it's an online selling forum and uh, it's very susceptible uh, to people impersonating uh, someone that they're not. So you have to be very cautious about what information you give out as you begin a conversation with the would-be buyer. So one thing that you don't want to do on Craigslist is give out your cell phone number. That's a sure way to enter into what we call identity theft. So someone can use that as a means to impersonate you. So I learned that uh, there are these things called bots, So, a bot actually isn't a person. Bot as in robot. So, you might not even be talking to someone while you're online. We just don't know what's real or not real. But we do know that Jesus Christ is real. He is not a bot, He's not impersonating anyone. He doesn't have to be encrypted. There is no identity crisis or identity theft with Jesus Christ. He knows who he is. The question for us this morning is, do we know who he is? You see, the Gospel reading gives to us a remedy for the identity crisis that we live in, because it is, to be sure, so many souls Do not know from whom they came from. And this is a crisis within our culture. So in our gospel reading, Jesus is asking Peter, Who do you say that I am? And Peter replies, You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. How does Peter receive his identity? He receives his identity by identifying Jesus. If Jesus is the Savior, then we in turn can be saved by him. Jesus then gives to us our identities. And this identity that Jesus gives to us cannot be stolen. This is the good news. It cannot be taken away from us. But what is the most elemental of all IDs or identifications that we have? The most fundamental identity is that we are beloved sons and daughters of our Father in heaven. We are God's children now. Incorporated through baptism, we have been bestowed an identity. Peter is given an identity. He's called Rock or Petra. He is the vicar, the one to take Christ into the world through the life of the church Peter becomes the authority of God on earth. Only then can we claim Christ as King, as Lord of heaven and earth. Are we able to understand the assaults against our own identities? Often we can begin a statement with, I am, and then fill in the blank, I am this, I am that. We go so far as to identify ourselves with sin. This is what the enemy wants, and he's on a tear with this one right now, is that we begin to believe that our identity is sin itself. We're nothing more than the summation of what it is that we have done wrong. And we begin to live in a false identity, not equating ourselves as beloved sons and daughters of the Father, but as someone who cannot receive redemption or is beyond repair. And even worse is we're oblivious to sin, or do not see sin as something which has a ramification in our daily lives, giving to us what it is that we uh, giving to us what it is that we need most, and that is a savior to bring us out of sin. The gospel reading has one simple phrase, or the beginning subject of a sentence. It is "You are," not "I am," but "You are." Jesus says, you are, Peter. So as we move away from the saying that I am this or I am that, we begin listening to the words from Jesus, you are. You are what? You are loved. St. Paul says simply this, from him, through him, for him are all things. This is so vitally important for us to comprehend. I am loved from him, through him, and for him. St. Teresa of Avila mentions this sentiment in her saying, Apart from you, Lord, I want nothing. Jesus then gives to us our identities as he gave it to Peter, but we have to make the declarative statement and say, you are the Christ. You are the Lord of my life, not just part of my life. Remember, there are three identity thefts from the evil one. I heard this during my time at the Institute of Priestly Formation, and it really resonated with me, and I hope it does with you. The three lies from Lucifer. It's your fault. And he's always accusing, huh? He's always pointing the finger. It's your fault there's something wrong with you, and you're alone. It's your fault, there's something wrong with you, and you're alone. At any point that we hear this, or think this, hang up the phone, don't give out your digits. It's a liar, and he's trying to steal your identity. Perhaps we have to use the encrypted method of prayer, a means by which only the human heart speaks to that of the sacred heart, and there is a meeting of hearts between God and man that cannot be deciphered or heard or tapped into by Lucifer. There isn't any more powerful firewall than the words of Christ when he says, You are. You are loved. And as we hear these words in prayer today, and as we spend time with Jesus today and worship him and glorify him, to hear those words is such a relief. You are loved. You are mine. You are precious to me. You are my beloved. You are my adopted, beloved son or daughter in whom I am well pleased. It reminds me of my mentor and someone who I constantly ask for help, his father Carr. And he had a remedy to the three lies. I'll probably share this with you quite often. Number one, God loves you. Number two, God will always be with you. And number three, things will always get better. He had a beautiful way of making things very simple. Brothers and sisters in Christ, and I say that because that is your identity. Brothers and sisters, in this world, things can certainly be stolen there is no amount of safeguards that can keep us safe from cruel or advantageous and greedy people. However, there is no thief so strong as to ever steal or breach the bestowal of our identities given to us in baptism. And these identities are rooted and rested in the person of Jesus Christ, the second person of the Most Holy Trinity, both now and forever.